happening at the PSCBC, ne? Yes. Uh, and we had hoped to speak to uh, the facilitator that the ILO had appointed or had assisted in securing or something like that. Then at some point, chigi chigi, we find out no PSA has walked out of that process. So I want us before we get into what we want to talk about today, for you to maybe just explain to us the sequence of events and developments that have happened at the bargaining council, um, and why it, does it seem like there was an offer that was put on the table and you guys by then had left the room? Yeah, let me actually deal with the lies that PSA has mo- has walked out of the, the facilitation process. Sure, sure. The facilitation process went on for about three days and with no actual tangible offer that was made by the employer. And at the particular time, the PSA on the 11th of May, uh, we declared a dispute. After declaring a dispute, uh, we could not continue with the meeting. And the subsequent meeting where facilitation was going to be taking place, we were not invited. And we we had later on, when inquired from the PSCPC why we were not invited, we informed that those other all unions that remained under facilitation took a decision with the employer to exclude us. Uh, and their main reason is that simply because we did a dispute. And we thought that that's very foolish, but we're not going to force ourselves to go on with a facilitation that is not going anywhere in any way. Because uh, they went on and on, spending time, days, resources of the PACBC, but there's not been any progress. So, so in a sense, what you're suggesting is that you guys didn't walk out of the room; you just weren't invited to the table. Yes, I mean, uh, it has never heard of us of PSA walking away from any kind of uh, debate or any engagement, and we'll never do that. Uh, that's why I'm saying that it's just a lie and a way of mm. trying to salvage the situation by saying PSA walked away. We will never, at any time, we said we are available to inform hours, any forum whether it's facilitation, whether it's consolation, or any means that can find solution, we are available to participate. But we excluded, but we understand why we excluded, because you know sometimes when people are are willing to sell uh, the workers, they can always, you know, dismiss the, the reason uh, the, the voice of reason so mm. that uh, they are not seeing what they're going to do in our absence. Okay, so what, what do you think, or what's your speculation about what is happening in this process? Because clearly you're suggesting there's a lot of smoke and daggers. What, what do you observe, Ruben? No, no, nothing is happening, because all of them, they were given nothing, because they were said to be given 1.5%, which is uh, something that is not new. Public servants, you already have 1.5%, is part of paper version. Mm. They were given 978, which is just a, one, it's like a bribe. I mean, uh, come next year, March, it will come to an end. It's like they're bribing you to say, take this thing, and then, but you know that it's just a change, it's going to end. So they realized later when we, we engaged uh, in different caucuses, when they had PSAs not budging, then now suddenly we hear the reports that none of those unions are actually accepting such an offer. Mm. So it, it's just back to square one where we are to say that, look, it's a waste of time to talk to employer who's not willing to engage. Mm. I mean, while we're engaging, we hear the Minister of Finance <laughs> addressing platforms and say that, no, uh, it's not going to budge, it's not going to give out anything. Talking about a seven. ceiling, eh? <laughs> 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 hey, Ruben, hold the line there for me for a second. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I want us to talk about that ceiling, but I also want us to talk about uh, a bit about the labor law of it. So if you 
have hit the snag, as you suggest, which is a dispute point. Uh, I want us to talk about what the subsequent steps become uh, when, okay. we, when we hit that particular point. Okay. It's the Shop Stewards Corner, and uh, on this Monday, where we take a look, as always, at uh, what's happening in the lives of working people, uh, we speak to the PSA, and uh, they tell us all about uh, yeah, the latest developments out of the uh, Public Sector Coordinating Bargaining Council, and uh, Ruben Maleka, the Assistant GM out at the PSA, is my guest, and... Uh, yeah, Ruben, you, you were saying earlier that, uh, yeah, there's uh, clearly here a negotiation that is uh, underway that is not happening in good faith. Um, and I think you rightfully point out uh, that you can't have a situation where you're at the bargaining table. And, the, uh, you know, the, the entity that holds the purse strings is saying, you know, you can negotiate whatever you want there at the PSCBC. But uh, come what may, we're not, de- uh, you know, going to breach the expenditure ceiling, which effectively, I guess, pits you up against many of the other uses to which that money would be spent. So in a sense, uh, this is suggesting that if you get your demand, that's going to come at the expense of another uh, expenditure item, uh, which um, I guess might be sort of uh, pitted against you to say, hey, you know, you took money that should have gone to building schools or money that should have gone to building welfare centers and effectively paid public servants. Yeah, you know, Ayabonga, look at what is happening. While we are struggling to find money, then we have a situation at the uh, Department of Health. Uh, the reports of that uh, the 150 million deal that is irregular. Then you ask yourself, are we now sacrificing public servants' salaries for the sake of, you know, diverting money into the gain, uh, a motion of, of looting? Because in these instances, these money is available, but they're available for this kind of dealings. So why not make money available for us as public servants uh, so that you know that uh, we can actually finalize? Because, look, we have our demands are very, very uh, reasonable. We are not asking exorbitant uh, amount of money in, in this kind of round of negotiations. We have heard also the president, uh, President uh, Ramaphosa, speaking for parliamentarians, saying that they are struggling to, to make the ends meet. So... If parliamentarians can struggle, imagine us public servants. Those people are staying for free in houses. They are staying with where electricity is for free. I'm sure transport is also for free. They eat at parliament for free. So all people that can uh, have you know, such kind of salaries with that kind of benefits of everything, almost everything for free, uh, they are said to be struggling then it must be us that really uh, will be very oblivious to think that public servants do not deserve a salary increase. But we're happy because the president, and then that's why we want to, to go on a strike and go and see him at the union building. I'm sure he'll give us something. So so that is that is that the line of march? Is that the next uh, move here to uh, go and pay a visit uh, to the union buildings and hopefully be able to eke out an outcome in that way. Um, so you've given up on the DPSA and I guess the, the bargaining council as a space where you could potentially be able to find one another with the employer. Look, there's no way that we can't give up. The negotiators of employer, I can say that they can't speak. How do you have a negotiator who can't speak? And we have the minister who's absent. The minister who doesn't talk to unions. You have uh, the minister of finance who addresses platforms and conferences about our issues without us. So when are you going to have confidence that government is serious to listen to us as public citizens? In fact, 
this you can see is an intent and in fact is an arrogance and way of telling us that no you know we are going to undermine you so if you are undermined you can't keep on kneeling down and you know praying for something that is not coming out so we I'm, where i'm standing as psa today i call all other my friends in other unions and all leadership of other unions that were you know in that uh, wasted time of facilitation to come and join me as PSA because I've already advanced. The PSA we are started we have started the balloting on the 17th of June mm. until 28th of June we'll be balloting your members. Then we'll be ready. So at least they don't have to go throughout the painful process that PSA went through. Uh, we, we have done that on their behalf. They must just join in solidarity. Yes, they can just join solidarity. Sure. Then we know that it is with God the forces, all of us. We can go to human building and make it happen mm. that we get what the workers are looking for. Okay. Now, Ruben, I can't let you go uh, without getting a sense uh, of some of your views on the events and how they have unfolded at the National Carrier. Um, and I guess some of the uh, perspectives and the mandate that you're hearing from your members insofar as, you know, uh, I guess the strategic equity partner is concerned, but also... I guess, the operational takeoff of the airline. Look, uh, you know what it means when people come with the term equity. It means, yeah, people are empty, empty-handed. They're using our money uh, as public servants through their PIC. They want to be, uh, you know, try to be rich. Even if they fail, they know that there's something already in their pocket, but at the expense of public servants. So we have called a meeting tomorrow at the PSBC where we want the PSBC to explain, uh, GPF to explain to us. And one question is there. Do PIC have any hand in the deal that involved Takazo in SAE? That's the one question we are going to ask mm. tomorrow. And if they say yes, then we say, uh, we, the owners of that money, we are saying but reverse Ruben, that decision, but Ruben, no deal of that, of that nature. Ruben, someone might argue that this time last week, the PIC put out a statement saying that, yes, they were there, they had given seed fund to Harith, which is part of the Takatso consortium, but they are not involved in this particular round. And and I remember saying at the time, they might not be involved yet. So when you go tomorrow, the answer that you might get is that, well, look, we're not even involved in this thing. But we also do know that this is uh, uh, far from a closed matter. There's a lot of monies that are still going to be required after the due diligence, not only for the acquisition, but also for some of the working capital as well. So I guess it doesn't close the issue, but I'm not sure what what, uh, answer you're looking for when you go to the PIC uh, uh, tomorrow, because they probably say to you, well, we said we're not involved in this one yet. No, we are talking, we're not talking to PSC tomorrow. We're talking, we're talking to the pension fund itself, the GPF. Oh, the GPF, okay. And sure. uh, re- remember, the GPF only used PIC as an investment vehicle. Yes, a fund manager. And that's, uh, why, and that's why we have said before that it's time that sometimes this GPF must look at other investment vehicles because it's very easy for people to just run to PIC knowing that even if we lose the monies, we benefited. What happened to Marcos Joste? Still living large. No arrest, nothing. But what happened to our money as public servants? Vanished. Yeah, hey. uh, yeah. this is going to be a tough one. Um, but but I guess I'm quite interested just also in, in your view because this, this is probably not the only 
moment or the only SOE where this issue might come up. Uh, a lot of people have, uh, I mean, I remember, I think the, the plan Kwasatu had tabled at some point involved the PIC or the GEPF's resources in some shape or form uh, in salvaging and dealing with the debt burden of ESCOM. Do you take a, a similar line on that one? Um, or I guess, how, how do you make sense of some of the latest developments in the energy space? Look, Ayabonga, if any of the SOEs, they've got plans, they are ready to be uh, a viable investment uh, destination. We'll see there are a lot of investors. We'll see other investors being also willing and you know, people, you know, trembling on each other saying that I want to make the deal, I want to invest my money into that deal. But once you see that the only thing that they are looking for is PIC, you must run, you must be very much worried. Then you know that they are doing something that is not going to bring any return investment. Because if me and you, Ayabonga, can uh you know know that we've got money in our pockets and this is the money that we can invest in a particular vehicle and this vehicle is obviously guaranteed of returns. We can relax and do that. But no other person, no other company is willing to invest in any of the OSAE. Why PIC? Because the PIC is, is the is the is the cow that is just just be you know giving milk but no returns. Mm. Yeah, hey, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. Uh, Ruben, maybe just before I let you go, uh, I guess, uh, yeah, coming back to the issue that we're talking about with wh- what, in your view, would salvage this particular state of play? Because we certainly don't want at this stage to have, uh, you know, the public servants who man many of the public goods uh, that are due to us as the public um, going on uh, a strike, least of all an indefinite one. Uh, what, in your view, can be done by some of your counterparts in the labor movement, but also the employer here, to at least salvage some modicum of dialogue and uh, bring you back to the negotiating table? You know, Ibonga, I'm sorry I'm going to take you back to history. And I know that, uh, you know, sometimes they say history is just for us to re- reflect and learn from No, it. we welcome that, that analysis, yeah, but because we might repeat it, you see. Yes, we mm. might repeat it and for the good cause. Mm. But if you we had... Uh, the previous team of negotiators in, in the PSEBC uh, from employer side, mm. you, you, you had hope. And if we had the previous ministers, um, maybe I'm going to be blunt, you use the names. You had uh, uh, Frida Moleketis, um, you had uh, Faith Mutambis, mm. people that can talk to you and people who can take the phone without fear of saying, uh, who am I talking to? They just take the phone the minister Mutambi phones PSA, PSA, I'm coming here. I'm, are you in the office? I'm not asking for appointment. I'm there. I'm talking to you. We must find a solution. We want that kind of ministers. Not ministers that we, we spend three years, four years without seeing them. Who are they ministering? So now if you've mentioned the other ministers, uh, surely you can mention who's on the other side of the negotiating table. Look, the, the current team of negotiators really... Uh, they really take out oxygen out of ourselves because they're not saying anything. Who's you know, this current I, team, Galo Rupen? You can't talk about Mecheral Dean and talk about Faith Mutambi and everybody else and then, you know, not talk about the incumbents. Who, who are the incumbents? Look, the current, we all know the current minister is, is uh, uh, Mr. 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 Tunu, yes. And who else? And uh, obviously from the side of finance, we've got uh, Mr. Tidombo uh, Okay. They, they are nowhere to be found. Hmm. Ruben, 
Yeah, yeah. I, this is going to be a tough one. For us here as members of the public, um, it, it's, yeah, it's going to be a tough one. But I, but I also do think there's an obligation, uh, certainly on an issue as important as this, which will influence the quality of services, uh, that uh, we, we extend solidarity. And uh, on this platform, you know, uh, we always extend solidarity to the struggles of working people. And so we wish you all of the best as um, you try and ready yourselves, go to the ballots, go and uh, mobilize some of your counterparts uh, to effectively, I guess, uh, put across your message through a very direct action. And uh, we thank you for taking time out to speak to us. Thank you very much, Abong, and the listeners of Metro FM. Eitala. Ruben Maleka there. Uh, Ruben Maleka is the Assistant uh, General Manager for the uh, Public Servants Association of South Africa, the PSA. Yeah, with us there for our Shop Stewards Corner.